Welcome back to episode two of our Outgrowing the Good Christian Girl podcast. I'm so excited you're here. As always, if you want to watch the YouTube version of this podcast, you can check that out in the comments below. Let's get started. Welcome back to my messy living room since we are talking about a messy topic called Outgrowing the Good Christian Girl about my faith journey. This is episode two. If you haven't seen the first one yet, it's linked down below. I'd encourage you to check that out first. Today, we're going to talk about the Bible and how I've come to understand it a little differently than I used to, but in a way that I really believe honors what's written there and honors God. Because I realized a lot of my questions came down to what does the Bible say and how do I understand that? As I shared last week, I you know, was going to this very legalistic church with my boyfriend for a while and I had never worn head coverings in my life, but all the people at this church were very, they had these like rock solid arguments for why that's what you had to do. And so I was like, I guess I have to do this. Like I always thought that part was cultural, but I guess it's not, I guess it's literal. I guess I need to be wearing head coverings and not speaking in church and not leading worship sets and all this stuff. And all, all my questions boiled down to this. What does the Bible mean? I know what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11 and other parts about women in the church, but what does that mean? Is this intent that I follow that to the letter or is there another reason it's there? So what I started to understand both back then, 15 years ago when I was going to this church with my boyfriend and even more now as I'm looking at other questions, I think it all comes down to this spectrum of how literally we take the Bible. I think we're all on this spectrum of how literally we take the Bible. And there's very, very few of us who believe it's completely literal. Like for example, Jesus said point blank, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, cut it out. And if we took that literally, we would be a handless, eyeless church. Like we don't take that part literally. We understand that as something we can learn from, but not a direction that's meant to be explicitly followed. On the other side of the spectrum, I think there's very few of us who take none of the Bible literally. I mean, we believe Jesus is the son of God. We believe he came to earth. We believe that Mary carried him. You know, like there's all these things in the Bible that we're like, yeah, we really believe that part was literal. And so we're all on this spectrum, but there's very few at either extreme. And the middle part, I believe, is kind of a gray area. Different people can come to different opinions and still be honoring God. And that's something that I struggled to believe for a long time. I thought if people don't believe like me, like the way I've been raised, then they're not honoring God. They're picking and choosing. But honestly, aren't we all picking and choosing? Like if we don't cut off our hands and gouge out our eyes, like we're all quote unquote picking and choosing, but that's not a bad thing. I think when we read the Bible, we have to use discernment. We have to look at what was the intent of this package? What was the genre? What was like, what was the purpose of saying this? And is this really something we were meant to follow literally or not 2000 years later? And I think reasonable minds can differ. So we'll get into that a little bit more in a second, but I think the theme of this video comes from John 5, where Jesus says to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have life, but you, they testify of me and you have not come to me to have life, Jesus speaking. And I think we are, it's so easy to do the same thing, to search the scriptures and to think this is where I find life. And yes, it can be very life-giving, but life comes from Jesus. And it's very easy to almost idolize and worship the Bible. 
as the word of God. And the Bible is the word of God, lowercase w. The true living word of God, uppercase w, that we worship is Jesus. And so it's we really need to make the distinction to say, I'm looking in the scriptures for Jesus and I want to know him more and I want to come nearer to him. And so as we talk through this video, I want you to remember that like the scriptures, the Bible that we have been given is about bringing us closer and revealing Jesus to us. So as I started coming out of this legalistic environment, I started looking at the Bible and just being kind of confused about different parts. Like for example, Jesus said in Matthew 7, don't judge others lest you be judged yourself. Like stop looking at the log and speck in their eye when you have a log in your own eye. And then you have Paul saying in 1 Corinthians, like you need to judge people inside the church. Like don't judge people outside the church, but you do judge them inside the church and even talking about like excommunication. And so I'm like, what do I do with that discrepancy? Like that seems contradictory. Or what about, you know, David in the Psalms? And he's like, God, I hate those who hate you. Bash their teeth out. I think it's Psalm 3 that he says, shatter the teeth of the wicked. And I'm like, I really don't relate with that part. Okay. And then you have Jesus, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you and who persecute you. Or what about in 1 John, where John is writing and he's like, if you're really a Christian, you no longer sin. But if you do sin, <laughs> then you have an advocate. And I'm like, so which is it, John? Like, we don't sin or we do sin? Like, there's all throughout the scripture, there's these little, what seem like contradictions, what seem like discrepancies. And for most of my life, I wanted to avoid those. I lived in denial, like they don't exist. So sweep them under the rug. Here's how I explain them away. But I'm starting to wonder, like, what if that's exactly how God wanted us to have the Bible? What if the Bible, discrepancies and all, is exactly what he wanted us to have because he wants us to know him more? Like, honestly, if he wanted to give us a rule book, he could have given us very specific details in each part of life, but he didn't do that. But instead, he gives us this book that's kind of mysterious. It's kind of cryptic. There's these discrepancies, these spots that just don't seem to make sense. And I believe God did that on purpose because he's not looking for robots. He's not looking for formula. He's looking for relationship. Even if you look at Jesus's life um, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, it's so interesting because the people that you see him coming into confrontation with are the Pharisees, the people who knew the scriptures backwards and forwards and thought they had it all figured out how to apply every detail to our lives today. And Jesus just, he really liked to mess with them and be like, well, actually, what about this? You know, like they'd try to stump him and he'd stump them. And like over and over and over this happened. And I just wonder if he does that with us today too. Like if maybe all these conflicts that feel like I have to avoid this are actually ones that are meant to say like, look back to Jesus. Like you need to wrestle with this with God. And that's a good thing. It's like, it's supposed to engage us in a conversation with God and with each other. Do you want to say hi real quick? This is Natalie. She and daddy were just walking in the forest. Hi. hi. Did you have fun in the forest with daddy? Yeah. 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 
So part of my exploration of what does the Bible mean has been listening to different voices from different perspectives talking about it. That's something I was always afraid to do. I was like, I don't want to be deceived. I can't listen to these voices that are not approved by, you know, major evangelical Christianity. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. And I am so glad that I have just started listening to different voices. There is literally nobody that I agree with 100%, not even my husband, James. <laughs> but I think it's great to, instead of trying to judge listen to people we completely agree with instead to listen to people from different perspectives and learn from each other and grow together and that doesn't mean we'll agree with everything one person says or not anyway side tangent there so one day I'm reading this book by Rachel Held Evans which by the way I absolutely loved and in it she said this quote that like blew my mind I just resonated with me she said the bible was not written to us but it was written for us even you look at Paul's epistles and it's like written to the church at Ephesus. Like it's not written to us, it's written to the church at Ephesus. And it's just important to make that distinction and then to say, okay, this is part of what the Bible God has given us though. So it's clearly meant for us. It just wasn't written to us. So we have to take like the context, the culture of the time and what he was writing about. And I think that even explains some of the seeming contradictions within the Bible is like, it's talking to specific people at a specific time and place about specific situations. And we don't know what all of those were. Like even first and second Corinthians, we don't have the communication that was going on between Paul and that church at Corinth before and between those books. Like we don't know the whole story. And so when we're trying to just literally apply everything he says to us, specifically directly the same as it was written to a culture that is completely different and 2000 years later just might not be the way the bible was intended to be taken and here's where reasonable minds may differ different people are going to say i really think this part was intended to be applied directly to our lives and another person might say i really don't think so and I, I just think that's okay because the Bible is a book that is meant to draw us to God and it is infallible in its purpose. Infallible means like it will not fail. It will not fail in drawing our hearts closer to God. So I guess my whole point of this video is to say, I used to come to the Bible looking for black and white answers, looking for a rule book and a formula. And instead I found a book that was messy, that was cryptic, that was mysterious, and that made me stand in awe of God. A book that made me engage with God. And I think trying to turn it into just a book of answers was missing the whole point and even defeating the purpose of the Bible. Because I believe its purpose is to draw us into communication and relationship with God and with each other. And yes, there are some things that are black and white. There are some things that are literal answers in the Bible, but there's a whole lot of gray space in between. And we need to appreciate that because as long as we're thinking, I have it all figured out, I have all the answers, which is what I thought pridefully for a while, we're missing the point. So before we move on to episode three, I just want to hear from you in the comments. Do you have any questions you want to talk about on this subject of the Bible? Because this video is the foundation we are going to build on for the rest of this series. So I love you, ladies and brave gentlemen, and I'll see you next week. Bye.
Thanks again for joining me on this brand new podcast. I hope that could encourage you and I'll see you next week for episode two, which is all about the Bible.